0: This is Defenders TV Podcast, episode 30, Jessica Jones Trailer Podcast. Jessica, Jessica. Jessica. I love that song by Monsters of Men, Thousand Eyes. That's uh, featured in both trailers for Jessica Jones. Welcome to Defenders TV Podcast Episode 30. I'm one of your hosts, Derek. Hi, I'm one of your other hosts, John. Yeah, really
1: good, isn't it? Brilliant. Love that tune. Love that tune. Two trailers really are are great and they really do justice, I think, to... um, Obviously episode one that we managed to,
0: to catch whilst we were at uh, New York Comic Con. That's right. Hopefully you got to catch our New York Comic Con discussion where we did a spoiler free preview of uh, episode one. But we're here today to talk about the two trailers that have been released for Jessica Jones. Um, it's due to release on Netflix all 13 episodes on November 20th. So we thought we'd get together and have a little preview podcast ahead of that date. Absolutely. And of course, we still have our competition running, which is
1: going to run right up till the 20th of November when Marvel's Jessica Jones releases in all countries with all 13 episodes at once on Netflix, which is excellent. Um, But the competition is for a host of posters and and comics and other little goodies uh, that we picked up at New York Comic Con and it's for um, reviews to our iTunes uh, account for the podcast area, for Defenders TV
0: Podcasts. Yeah, all you need to do is just uh, leave us a review on iTunes, five stars possibly, if you'd like to. Um, All you need to do is just obviously leave that review for us. um, Hopefully it'll help other people find the podcast as we release our episodes going going forward um We've had some great reviews so far, actually. It've been really nice. Thanks so much to our listeners so far for leaving the reviews. Uh, but wanted to ensure that everybody knew the competition is open until the 20th of November. We'll pull out one winner of our prize pack, which, as John mentioned, includes posters exclusively available at New York Comic Con. Uh, one for Daredevil Season 2, one for Jessica Jones. There's a double-sided poster for Agent Carter Season 2, which we will be covering on this podcast, uh, which also includes... Um, a poster for Agents of Shield season three, I believe. It also includes the free comic book that Brian Michael Bendis wrote as kind of a bridging uh, comic between Jessica Jones and Daredevil. The artwork and that is by Michael Gados, who did the artwork for the original Alias series. Really, really good uh, little eight-page comic book. Nice short little one, but uh, but yeah, good little uh, good little comic book and a great grace.
1: Great little tie-in
0: as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, it has a few uh, of the characters from, from Daredevil
1: in there as well. So, yeah. yeah, really good. And, of course, the competition isn't just for reviews on iTunes. If you listen through any other good podcast catcher that has a review section, you can, of course, leave a review for us there as well. And um, Just let us know by email at feedback at com that you have left a review, because sometimes it is difficult to um, to pick all of them up in all the different territories. That also is the same for iTunes as well. So if you leave us a review, just pop us on an email just to say that you've done that so that we're aware of it. We don't want to leave or miss
0: anyone out uh, by accident. Absolutely. Um, and this prize will ship worldwide. Uh, obviously, we have had competitions before. Uh, anybody who does leave us a review will be in the little hat there to uh, on our first podcast for, um, for Jessica Jones to win this prize. And thank you so much for listening. Obviously, it's great to get the, the feedback we've gotten. And of course, uh, both myself and
1: Derek are here at the moment and Chris will be returning for the Jessica Jones uh, stint as well that we're doing, all 13 episodes. But unfortunately, uh, Irene uh, won't be able to join us um, for, for this stint. Um, she's got other stuff that she has to prioritize at this moment so um unfortunately Irene won't be joining us uh for the Jessica Jones um chit chat which um we're all going to miss you know it was great to get her perspective uh, on this uh, and of course while she wasn't necessarily um big into comics or marvel she really brought like a fresh slant and, and view on that which i think um and we we hopefully won't miss too much but um i can hopefully fill in that role as well at least for jessica jones i know less about her um, even though i have the comics that i
0: still need to read and i know. haven't gotten around to it I've Been keeping them away from you though i know yeah yeah definitely want to say i thank you so much to irene for for being involved in our coverage of daredevil she did a lot of those episodes with us along with the coverage of Age of Ultron and she was uh which was really uh, enjoyable to have around so we're really sorry to have lost her. She also joined John for her his coverage of Hannibal um the t- third season of that TV show. Yeah, we had a
1: really good time uh, on uh, that podcast covering Hannibal season three. Um, that was really good fun. Yeah. Um, it was a bit of a more mature podcast, you know, obviously Definitely. talking about gore and, and cooking in the, in the same breath.
0: Yeah, actually, um, sometimes a lot more immature podcast
1: as well. Well, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Um, so if you're interested in listening to our coverage of season three of Hannibal, um, all 13 episodes there, then head on to tvpodcastindustries.com uh, forward slash iTunes and they are all uh, all 13 episodes of season 3
0: are, are available there um, with myself and Irene at the helm of that one. That's right, that's right uh, so Irene obviously you will be missed and I, I know you're listening to this so thanks very much and I, some of the listeners really want to say thank you for that as well.
1: Absolutely, a big
0: thank you yeah. and some other news, we will be joining Defenders Podcast for a little preview discussion before Jessica Jones um, that's our friends Claire, Robin Matt and Mel uh, who are on the Defenders Podcast, another podcast covering the Marvel uh, TV and Netflix universe. Um, we had the great pleasure of meeting Robin while we were yeah. at New York Comic Con and we've had loads of discussions on Twitter and on Facebook with Claire, one of the other presenters. I haven't actually talked to Matt and Mel yet um, but I do know them from that podcast. A Really an, an enjoyable, fun little podcast uh, and a very kind of different one from our own but, uh, but we're really looking forward to meeting them and chatting all about our thoughts on Daredevil Season 1. Uh, Absolutely, we're yeah.
1: kind of piggy in the middle. There's the Americans on one side and then Claire over in London on the other. Yeah, and we're in the middle. Yeah.
0: Can't wait for that. Really uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll post a link to that on our Facebook page and on, and on Twitter, so make sure you follow us on Facebook. In our group at Defenders TV Podcast, there is also a page, which is generally where we just put our news and our episodes, uh, but the discussion going on in the Facebook group is in great fun. I got a lot of feedback on that for this discussion today, actually, which is all about the trailers for Jessica Jones Season 1. And speaking of feedback, um, whilst we cover
1: the 13 episodes of Jessica Jones, we will be putting up on Facebook um, designated commenting areas and discussion areas for each of the episodes. Because obviously, Netflix is all released at one go. People may watch it all on the 20th of November. They may wait till Christmas. They may wait till they have a week off. They could wait till next year, just before Daredevil season two. So in order to prevent any kind of spoiling, uh, we've decided that we will kind of section off the comment area on our Facebook page and into specific episode discussions. So you actually have to click into it in order to comment and and to take part in that discussion. And that's just so that as people watch it at different times and at different uh, rates, that they can um, nip into those areas and comment as they've watched it uh, and join in in that great sort of discussion all about this new
0: Netflix uh, and Marvel superhero Jessica Jones. Yeah, yeah, we're really hoping that we're going to avoid spoilers ourselves because uh, obviously we won't be able to watch it all in one day. Um, we're going to be watching it and recording our podcast, just like we did with Daredevil over the course of a few weeks uh, and releasing the episodes, uh, probably one a week this time rather than two a week. Um, but hopefully we're going to be able to cover it as well as we did Daredevil. I think we did a pretty good job over there.
1: Yeah, and that was great fun. And, of course, remember, all our podcasts are going to be spoiler-filled for Jessica Jones, as this one will now be for trailers one and two uh, of Jessica Jones. And so I think with that, we can move on to our discussion on the
0: two trailers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Slightly different vibes between the two trailers overall. What did you think, John? I loved them both. I think they really uh link to the
1: spirit of that first episode that we've seen so far, which is really good. It gives a nice flavor for everyone um who's just seen the trailers so far. Yeah. I definitely thought that the um the the second trailer felt less spoilery. Mm. I really felt the first trailer um really did focus on Kilgrave and, and and maybe gave a lot of some of the things that he's gonna do away, which I suppose with hindsight, I mean, at the time of watching it, I thought, wow, this was cool. Really liked it. But with a bit of hindsight, I kind of thought, oh, I wish they just purred that back a bit. Um, but I suppose David Tennant is one of those big, um, characters, you know, he was in Harry Potter. He was obviously in Doctor Who. Mm -hmm. Like he's a really well known, um, a big, um character for this show yeah and um, i mean certainly for us on this side of the atlantic maybe for example for ourselves uh kristen ritter is less well known over this side of the atlantic yeah. uh, compared to david tennant so that kind of element or focus on david tennant's character could maybe be for a more international audience and um, possibly yeah. so but that, that that was my main difference between the two. But otherwise, I thought a lot of them had um, a lot of similarities in what they showed. And I, I really liked both of them. And again, as you said, with that great soundtrack...
0: Um, going through through the two trailers yeah yeah absolutely fantastic I think that they've as you say like they've really done a good job of building up the character of Kilgrave and the kind of pressure environment that Jessica's living in uh, they really also talk quite a lot about her drinking uh, I think there's a couple of scenes where it's mentioned across the two trailers uh, you can definitely tell that Luke Cage is obviously her bartender and serving her a lot of drinks um, and questions why she drinks so much in in both trailers in different ways in the first one he says you know have you, have you had a hard day at work and she says, Well, you got to do something to pay for the booze. It doesn't always, you don't always get it for free. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, and yeah. the second one says, You're throwing back a lot of drink for, for quite a small girl. And she says, um, Well, I don't get a lot of second dates, essentially. So uh, alluding to the fact that she gets drunk a lot um, to probably as a coping me- mechanism for what she's gone through at the hands of Kilgrave.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I love um, not only are they building up um, David Tennant's character of Kilgrave, but also with Kristen Ritter's, um jessica jones like again i loved um how they don't pull back from her heavy drinking and her sort of you know slight addiction to booze you can see that you know in in the context of Kilgrave, this is a a coping mechanism for her to Mm. some extent and and just how bad that might sort of develop over the course of the episodes or, or be redeemed is difficult to know but i mean yeah like i think it was one of her friends um trish walker who's played by Rachel Taylor, Um, like she asks the question, I don't know how you handle it. And and she just retorts back with, it's called whiskey. (laughs) And then, I mean, like, as you say, you have uh, Luke Cage kind of going, you know, you're a hard drinking, uh, short fused mess of a woman. (laughs) Like it's really um, showing how much, you know, she really isn't on top of things as, um, as um, as a person, and I really kind of like that. Yeah. It's it's a really good uh, uh, look at uh, the character. You know, there's no holding back about sort of the troubled state or that sort of teetering on the edgeness or of maybe alcoholism that this character has. It's a really gritty thing, and that and that sort of matches well with what we saw in Daredevil ultimately. But I think he. We have it from a a psychological um, sort of post-traumatic stress aspect, Uh, whereas obviously in Daredevil, it was a violence. It was a physical violence. This is very much a mental sort of uh, psychological violence. And this is one of the things that, you know, with the purple man, Kilgrave, David Tennant, I love the visuals regarding how he gets into people's mind here. That kind of that that sort of neon purple and, and that kind of uh, that sort of jerky imagery. Yeah, as it kind of is trying to emphasize how he uh, controls people's minds. That hint of purple, and I, I think it's kind of a same visual that they're trying to do. This kind of um, maybe ethereal kind of visual they're trying to do, like they did with Daredevil, and trying to capture and. Um, a blind person. Blind vision, Th- this yeah. is trying to capture someone psychologically getting into someone's mind and controlling them, you know, not a physical thing. Yeah. So I think they're doing this really, really well and of course some of the uh, scenes for me, you know, you see in the police station where everyone's got guns oh, yeah. pointed at them and then I think it's four or five people who are strung up um, mm-hmm. about to hang themselves uh, and as they step willingly off uh, a table, yeah. I
0: think to 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 hang themselves and kill themselves and he also has the police officer in the second trailer where He's walking towards the edge of a building. Um, that's a, another fantastic scene. I love how they're using the, the the power. But again, this is just two two minute trailers, really. Um, you know, showing so much impact of Kilgrave's character and yeah, and it's the hint of it.
1: It's kind of you know you see him sort of sweep past her shoulder and she turns around and there's nothing there. You see that on the metro as well in the subway. Yeah, uh, where she turns around and smashes the the window. And um, that is all really cool. And then I love that walk down the corridor. Mm. Um, where she flips the fire uh, switch to, to set the alarm off and the lights are flashing and then you just get the hint of purple and the silhouette of, of, of Kilgrave. But it's almost as well, you tr- you see her trying to almost battle with his control, I think. She's yeah. kind of like looking away. She's focused on not being drawn into the the purple, in a sense. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was really cool. Uh, I really hope that's
0: kind of an indication of her fighting it as well. It was really good. Yeah, absolutely. It came across that it seems like it's going to be quite a central theme to the episodes of the show. That she's going to be fighting his influence and kind of fighting his influence on others as well, because we do see a couple of the other people that have been influenced by him talking about their experiences um, and how and how he influenced her influenced them, and obviously her fighting back on their behalf or trying to find him on their behalf to stop his influence on other people.
1: Yeah, like I think um, again, uh, someone says a couple of words and you're his weapon. Yeah. It's a really good way that Brian Michael Bendis took this character and, and saw the the disturbing uh, evil that could come from it and make him into this really interesting character of of, of mind control, and um, and and make it really yeah disturbing,
0: deep, um, and controlling. It's it's really good. Yeah, it's funny. I've heard an interview with David Tennant this week where he was talking about the character and saying that you know in the seventies the character was a round, very small minor villain, um, but he could control people's minds and essentially. Brian Michael Banders took that idea of someone controlling people's minds to mean, well, if you can control everybody around you, then they can do whatever you want them to do, and you can get every single thing that you want. A really interesting concept.
1: Absolutely, and I think... scary one. Absolutely, and I think one of the things then that it touches on as well is Kilgrave and Jessica's relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you have this um, this statement from Kilgrave, he goes, I'm the only one who matches you to Jessica, and um, we're we're inevitable. um i love how you get to see you know jessica sort of breaking into through concrete and then digging something up you see the bloody hands and you know it does tease out what is this relationship this mm-hmm. dark um maybe lopsided um skewed relationship in favor of kilgrave's power um you know it, it's the yin and the yang here going on a really kind of um really liked uh, that element as well because i haven't read the comics yet and i kind of purposefully pulled back because i want to come at this afresh and then maybe read the comics and compare it the other way around yeah uh, rather
0: than from original source material to sort of then this adaptation so um yeah and i definitely recommend if you haven't read the comics just yet i'm a huge fan of the comic i must say uh, since i heard about jessica jones we picked up the two of the, the two volumes, uh, that cover all 28 issues. I did read through them and I absolutely loved them. But I'd say we're so close to the show now. They seem to be cleaving quite close to the comic books. If you haven't read them, don't because you're going to spoil yourself. Uh, I've read them about four or five months ago. So my memory is starting to get a little bit hazy on the comic books and I kind of want to leave it that way because I want to see how much they take and how they draw the storyline and, and how that comes out. So, but really looking forward to it. But remember in the trailer,
1: um, or in the, second trailer i think it is she does say jessica jones you don't know what he made me do and there's certainly plenty of hints with bloody hands and and a lot of digging and that certainly he made her do stuff that um she didn't want to do and is trying to recover from hence um hence the whiskey and i think um one of our one of our listeners uh, david wang i think he had spotted and he sent in some feedback to us he was talking about um, i think it was from Trailer 2, you do see kind of a video surveillance footage of a of a young child hooked up um, to
0: the mind, to the head, with sort of cables and so on. That's right, you know? yeah, and David said, um, calling that the kid in the surveillance footage from Halloween 1985 is a young Kilgrave. Uh, really good catch, David. Uh, definitely didn't get the date until we had to pause it after you'd mentioned it, um, and then saw that the date is October 31st 1985 and um, so it is possibly a young Kilgrave being experimented on yeah I think
1: I definitely agree with David here. It must be a young Kilgrave. I mean, he's
0: got a menace
1: to him as he's looking up at the surveillance character. So that's a really good catch from from David on on this.
0: Yeah, definitely. A couple of the bits of feedback that came in on the trailer itself. Uh, Doug Green says um, looks like this is going to lean more towards the psychological thriller and excited for the whole thing. Totally agree with it. The real psychological side come across, as John mentioned earlier on, particularly in the visuals around Kilgrave. Really, really cool. Uh, And Marisa Pintacolo, uh, who's one of our listeners right back to Daredevil, <laughs> she came in saying, I've watched this trailer so many times, it never gets tired. Um, I'm delighted to see what they've done with the character of Kilgrave, uh, taking the character that was a small character in Marvel and turning him into such a, a really terrifying character is a fantastic job by Marvel. Just wait till you see it, Rose. Um, That's what I'll say. Wait till you see the episodes and see what they've done with Kilgrave. Thanks very much for the feedback on the trailer, guys, by the way. Uh, Really, really enjoyable to hear from you. Absolutely. And I think, as Jessica said, you know, a couple of words and
1: you're his weapon. She is a weapon as well. And Mm. I love the fact that, you know, Luke Cage kind of uh, picks this out as well. You know, he goes, I saw you. You you know, can you punch through a wall? Stop a moving car? Uh, All this kind of stuff, you know. Um, and she's kind of shrugging it off, invariably as well. It was adrenaline going through my body,
0: or uh, Pilates, and so on. Um, throughout these two trailers, yeah, uh, I, but- I love when she's talking to Malcolm Ekdarvil, yeah. uh, her her friend, uh, who won't give anything away about, about his character. Uh, but yeah, she says to him that the reason why she's able to do this stuff is because she's good at Pilates. <laughs> she's a small girl, um, and I love that the, that she's got such power behind her. And there is this essence of characters around her completely underestimating her, just thinking that she's angry and drunk and that's about it but she's got this power behind her uh, that Luke obviously picks out of her and sees her using essentially so uh, that's quite cool
1: but there's also their relationship you know there's, we do see a little tops off Luke um, with <laughs> with Jessica uh, we see Jessica being fairly in control you know this is a, a real strong minded uh, strong personality uh, relationship between mm-hmm. the two of them it looks pretty hot from what I can see uh, and certainly from what I saw in um episode
0: uh, 1 right no spoilers no
1: spoilers but let's just say i i think it's it's pretty hot pretty magical um and <laughs> um but having said that you know luke he does call out i love the line he says there's a lot of bull for a small woman, you know. She does try and paper over this superpower that she does have, mm-hmm. certainly initially with him. And I, I love the fact that he's not afraid to call it out with her, and vice versa as well. You know, she gives it back as, as good um, as she receives it, and it's real um, sort of a relationship of equals. I, yeah. I love this. Yeah. You know, the the sort of the, the smallness and. Like from an exterior point of view, the fragility of this young lady and small lady, I should say, and this huge, bulking, sort of pumped um, uh, guy with Luke Cage. But she is absolutely
0: his equal in every way. And it's it's a fantastic contrast. I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, There's one other character that features quite a lot in this trailer. Kind of hidden. Uh, I must say, uh, an actor by the name of Will Travall uh, plays this character called Will Simpson in in the trailer. Um, looks like a hired killer. Um, from what I could see, he's doing a lot of uh, a lot of shooting uh, of of people in in it. Looks like uh, looks like he's doing a lot of maybe contract killing.
1: Uh, yeah, poster. and and a lot of arson as well. Oh it, yeah, it, it seems. Although to begin with, I think in the first trailer when I saw that, I got very excited. I actually thought because I saw the blonde hair, I thought is that Danny Rand? Oh. Is this the future Iron Fist? I Because the face was um was in shadow, so mm-hmm. you couldn't see it, but you definitely saw blonde hair. There was fire going on behind, so there was the silhouette element as well. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of thought, oh, my goodness, th- th- this is how they're introducing Danny Rand. Um, this is fantastic. This is amazing. And then you see him with a gun later on, and, I mean, Danny Rand is no, no Batman. He's it's not that he won't use a gun mm-hmm. um, if he needs to. That there's nothing really, from what I can remember, in, in his character he wouldn't do. That's why I still kind of believed maybe this could have been. But then I think when Trailer 2 came out and when I watched over Trailer 1 a bit more, mm. I was kind of thinking, okay, is this an associate of Kilgrave? One of those buildings is definitely uh, the bar where Luke Cage and um, Jessica residing and playing pool and drinking and mm. flirting uh, so you know is it an associate of Kilgrave is he under Kilgrave's control yeah. but to
0: begin with I was also thinking it could be Danny Rand but I or don't is think it's it... wonderful editing that uh, somebody else is doing exactly. the explosions and he's just lighting a cigarette with that lighter maybe <laughs> exactly but, but yeah I don't think it is Danny yeah. Rand we can hope. We can. Hope. We can hope. There'll be a nice little, uh, nice little allusion to him. Um, one of the characters we didn't get to see much of in this trailer, which I was quite surprised with, um, was Carrie Ann Moss's Jaron uh, yeah. Hogarth. Um, I was kind of expecting, considering the, I suppose, how popular the actress is, and we did see her at New York Comic Con, so I was kind of expecting that you would focus on her a bit more. Um, given that we've had two trailers here and they focused on David Tennant's character on in both of them, and obviously Jessica and Luke, uh, you can't cover everybody, but. I was kind of expecting a little bit of Carrie Moss Moss um, in this. We just see a, a quick uh, example where Jessica is looking, is telling her that she'll go out and investigate something for uh, Jaron Hogarth, um, but we don't know the connection between the two characters. We don't really see much of what Carrie anne Moss's character uh, speaks like, even you know, there's not no, no lines from her.
1: Not really, although the name now is another link to Danny Rand and to Iron Fist, uh, because uh, Jaron Hogarth is um the ceo for rand corporation you know close confidant uh, friend of danny's uh, and heads up the rand corporation uh, on his behalf but in the comics um you know there has been a gender swap in the comics he's uh, a man and obviously now is replaced by um a lady here with Ann moss um so that's really exciting it's another um reference to Danny Rand, the Mm -hmm. Rand Corporation and um, obviously the Iron Fist within these uh, Marvel Netflix uh, shows now. Uh, You had the Steel Serpent and the Cocaine coming in from uh, the Far East in in Daredevil Season 1, so this is really exciting for for the Iron Fist uh, aspects are of, of the the show. We haven't heard about casting for the Iron Fist yet, mm-hmm. or that they've started filming. Um... The Iron Fist uh, series, but this is another little snippet, another hint to that world of the Iron Fist, which I'm really excited about. Yeah, um, but it'll be interesting to see Carrie Anne Moss's uh, portrayal of that. You know, she's obviously in a very corporate setting, so is that the Rand Corporation? We don't know at this
0: stage. Yeah, but it could be. Um, it could be a nice little link to. To, to Danny. Yeah, I think, I think we might talk about the Iron Fist in a Mo. Is there anything else from the trailer itself that jumped out at you um, across these two trailers? The one thing was I wondered
1: whether at first it was Daredevil in a lift being thrown Ooh. by um, Jessica Jones. And I'm just not entirely sure. It looks like um, they've got no... Shoes on. They're certainly all in black, but I don't know whether they're wearing a hood, mm-hmm. um, like the first Daredevil costume. It yeah. looks
0: like that, um, or whether it's just black hair over the face. Mm. This is just after the scene where the four people are hanging, and then it cuts to Jessica in the lift throwing somebody against a wall. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, I, know, I know what you're talking
1: about. It it really looked like Daredevil, um, in his uh, his first uh, iteration of his outfit, the black mm-hmm. one, um. But it may not have been it could have also been um an assassin, you know. We do know Electra's coming into Daredevil season two. There is that whole um uh, Eastern influence um in this world, you yeah. know, with the hand. So It could have been a ninja of some description or something like that.
0: Everything's cooler with ninjas, really. Exactly.
1: (laughs) Or it could have been someone
0: else. Yeah, yeah, we don't know who. I don't know who it would be, but yeah, interesting one. Uh, The one that jumped out for me just because I've read the comic book, and it's no spoiler. I promise. It's just an opening scene from the comic book where Jessica throws one of her clients through the alias investigations window. And that's the opening of the first trailer. I just thought a really nice touch to take a great moment from the first issue of the comic and translate it so perfectly into almost a motion comic version of it for the, for the trailer for this TV show. So looking forward to a lot more touches like that. And um, I know they really don't have to cleave close to the comic books because there's not a huge amount of people that bought it. It's a very, uh, She's not a very well-known comic book character. There's been comments about it a lot that loads of people don't know who she is. But I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised if you haven't read the comic books about how how detailed and how in-depth this character is. And I think uh, from what we've seen so far, they've done a really good job of translating her to the screen.
1: And how it carries over these adult themes Mm. um, into another Marvel um, TV series. Like real adult themes of psychological torture, control... And, dare I say it, um, adult relationships, like this will be, I reckon, really another trailblazer for Marvel. Um, in a really positive way. And I can't wait to see
0: the the remaining episodes. I really yeah. can't. It'll be so exciting. Oh, she's a perfect character for Netflix, really. I think we were having a discussion with a couple of our listeners on uh, on Facebook about uh, would you recommend Daredevil to a kid? Uh, and me, I'm, I'm I'm screamish about some of the severe violence that's in Daredevil, some of the episodes around episode three or four. There's some of the violence that's in there that I wouldn't recommend to a 10-year-old uh, who loves Captain America, you know? um. With Jessica Jones, it's a very different proposition. This kind of psychological torture that she goes through is definitely not something I would recommend that any kid um, of you know twelve or under could really watch. You know, when you're fifteen or sixteen, maybe I, I think you're about right. Uh, you should be okay. Again, depending on the kid, uh, there are some kids that are that are sensitive all the way throughout those years. Um, I would say this is a very different show from what we know of it uh, to their level.
1: But all the better for children everywhere to go sneaking down uh, the stairs at night when you, when their parents are asleep to go and watch the stuff that they're not allowed to. <laughs> Absolutely, um, just like V when or I was a on kid. their phone or on their computer. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, I did that um, and scared myself. Jesus um out of my wits <laughs> with Jaws I oh remember. that was Jaws oh, yeah. well, oh, I didn't get story, past yeah. the opening credits yeah. but
0: yeah. it was uh it was so funny my brother used to come and wake me up at 11 o'clock at night to get in and watch V it shows you how old I am um the original one not even the remake um but yeah when I was about 8 years old so uh yeah, loved this. Loved this terrifying show. But I loved this. Got me, got me into all my horror movies and uh, and all the types of stuff I'm into. Uh, I think that's the coverage for the trailer itself. Um, I don't think there's anything else that, that jumped out to either of us. No, about I think
1: it. that's our trailer talk done. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
0: So just make sure you send in your feedback and your thoughts about Jessica Jones. As Jod mentioned, you can do that on Facebook or you can send us emails to feedback at DefendersTVPodcast.com. dot com. We do have some final feedback that's been sent into us from some of our listeners. Uh, we have Thomas uh, who got in contact with us. He's left us a review on iTunes. So, Thomas, you are entered into the competition for those wonderful prizes. Thanks very much. Uh, but part of it, he says, uh, I know you guys mentioned you haven't seen the actress who plays Electra. It's Ellie Young um, in anything else. So, I would say check out District Thirteen: Ultimatum, the sequel to District Thirteen. She plays a supporting role as a gang leader who was in a couple of fight scenes. She also has had some good fight scenes in the second GI Joe: uh, GI Joe Retaliation. I think it is Um, where she uses the swords that's probably a better preview of how she'll fight as Electra I'm extremely excited for Jessica Jones after reading Elias earlier this year and being a big fan of Don't Trust the Bitch in Apartment 23 I can't wait till November 20th Uh, thanks so much for that Thomas actually I have seen um G.I. Joe Retaliation, I think I saw it in the cinema, and then I have watched it uh, at home afterwards. A little bit of a guilty pleasure. So I've definitely seen Elodie Young, actually. Yeah, it's a massive guilty pleasure for me anyway. You're a bigger fan. Oh, I love
1: it. (laughs) Both of them. Yeah. (laughs) Like The Mummy. Send in your guilty pleasures as well with regards to films. Um but yeah, definitely um I think I might have to watch it again just to see if I can spot it. Can we watch District thirteen Ultimatum instead? Yeah, I, I think I, we can
0: watch both. I've seen District definitely. thirteen, that's a that is a classic, really, really good um martial arts film where, that's really the movie that, that introduced parkour to the world. Um, it's a, a, a French form of uh, of martial arts, essentially, is what they turned it into. So I haven't seen the sequel. So I'm really interested to see that and seeing a bit of Elodie Young, who plays Electra coming up.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I've not seen um, Don't Trust the Bitch in Apartment 23. Um, and I think that's one of the things is that, for me anyway, I don't really know Kristen Ritter um, mm. as well as maybe other people uh, do. Um, so I would definitely like to check that out as well at some point. Um, but she's looking fine and dandy in, um, in Jessica Jones I can't wait to see her I like fine and dandy yeah yeah. (laughs) interesting choice of words (laughs) with an alcohol problem of course but I mean she does look great and I must say
0: she's playing the character the way I really wanted to see this character portrayed she's a no no there's a little fragility under her but a lot of strength so uh, really enjoying seeing that so thanks very much Thomas for that feedback Um, the other kind of big point of feedback we wanted to talk about um, we got into a bit of a conversation about this as well um, with Rebecca Brodeur one of our our listeners Um, there's been a rumor that's been circulating for the last few weeks uh, around the time of New York Comic-Con, it started coming out and there's been different iterations of this rumor that essentially Iron Fist, the fourth of the Defenders TV shows, is being cancelled uh, that we're not actually going to see uh, to to see that TV show. Um, Rebecca had, had, has written up a great piece, which we'll put a link to in the in the show notes. Uh, written up a great piece about uh, the reasons why we should continue with Iron Fist and the the, the ways that we can actually uh, see it made by Netflix. Um, first thing I wanted to say was at, at New York Comic Con. Um, when Jeff Loeb, who heads up the full Marvel TV division, when he came on stage to say, we've got three of the Defenders, he called out all three shows that are coming up, which is Jessica Jones, Daredevil season two, Luke Cage, saying Luke Cage is filming at the moment. Yeah. And he said... That Iron Fist is coming, all leading to the the miniseries, The Defenders. That's what Netflix purchased. That's those are the shows, and he confirmed that on stage at New York Comic Con in front of all the fans, all the executives from Netflix were there, all the pe- all the creative people involved in the show were there. Uh, there was no mention, and suddenly these rumors started cropping up because there has been nobody nobody cast in the role of Danny Rand, which admittedly that show is not coming for two years uh, they make these shows over the course of about seven or eight months by the looks of it that's roughly the production time on them so is there really any need to for people to suddenly have these conversations about there being no iron fist just because there's no casting while three shows are currently in production you know?
1: uh, yeah absolutely And I, I think we do have to remember that daredevil season two was not um planned as such um Maybe I'm wrong on that, but my understanding was that it was going to be Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist. So Iron Fist was always going to be the last um, uh, show to be released, Um, and now... There's been, because of the success of Daredevil, they've added in uh, another season, which obviously takes time, resource, production time in particular. Yeah. So it's probably knocked all of these schedules for filming back as well. Yeah. And that may have even been that casting hadn't started for Iron Fist yet. So they just moved everything a step back. I think they will release the name of the person who potentially will be playing Iron Fist once they've hired them. Uh, well, when I they hope so, yeah. when they need to <laughs> no but when they need to yeah, yeah um it may be someone who's hired already but mm-hmm. they don't need to release it just yet that's true
0: um but if I it's think, I, I think two could, years off absolutely i could think they could hold off for that reveal until uh, october next year at new york comic con um there's no need to cast the actor now um but the one thing as you mentioned earlier on, John, that I that, that I think is really important, there's been so many seeds sowed in the first season of Daredevil. Um obviously the fact that we have Madame Gao, that was there. Uh, she's a very important character who has a very mystical connection and is still alive. Se- exactly. What would that be setting up if there's no Iron Fist? Yeah. We know she's still alive. We know that the Steel Serpent symbol was in there as well. Um, loads of stuff that that would be connected to the Iron Fist series was set up in Daredevil, and I'm expecting more. Obviously, Luke Cage is is um, Danny Rand's partner in the Heroes for Hire, so. Those characters have an essential connection, and Luke Cage is filming right now. So, um, so hopefully, absolutely, we'll see those connections. And they have
1: a really good friendship. Not only are they heroes for hire, they have a great friendship together. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, Jaron Hogarth here, mm-hmm. um, being played obviously by a lazy this time, but nonetheless, that character is here um, in a very corporate setting. And yeah. um, you know, Touchwood, it is uh, Rand Corporation, mm-hmm. um, but. I definitely un- understand the, the 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 fear and and the tension of um, of Rebecca. I'm a big Iron Fist fan as well, and to hear these rumors continually circulating, it is just like oh, it makes you all a bit nervous. So I. Um, the piece that she's written is really good. I think it really addresses um the, the need for this character, yeah, um, and, and why it should be included really well. I absolutely loved it, and I I think for for those who love that mystical element of the Marvel universe, like Iron Fist, um, you know, and certainly me, a huge, 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 huge Doctor Strange fan, absolutely. Doctor Strange. Is another link in
0: this Marvel Netflix setup. Doctor Strange is a defender. Yeah, he's they, one of the, the Earth's Mightiest Defenders. Back yeah. when there was Avengers, Defenders, and Avengers, he was one of the Defenders. Yeah, exactly. They use obviously his pad in Greenwich Village, the Sanctum Santorium
1: uh, as a base, and um, have done in the comics. Um, that move towards this Phase Three in in Marvel in the cinematic universe. Um, it is looking at these mystical elements, so why not the TV as well? So I'm, I'm hoping that it's a trend which we'll see and is the reason as well for incorporating Iron Fist as well but I think primarily they have set up so far in each of these worlds and looks like they're going to do um, in Jessica Jones um, as well, this eastern element or threat to New York and to Hell's Kitchen and the Iron Fist world as well which which is slightly different, um, definitely. But I think they've started down that road. So can't wait. I really can't wait to see it.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm really looking forward to seeing uh, Iron Fist and all of the shows that are coming up. It, the stories themselves just feel like a little bit of clickbait. It feels like they want to have a neg- negative story because everybody will check out to see if it's been confirmed that Iron Fist isn't happening. And there's so much interesting news coming out of... From All the way from New York Comic Con, all the trailers that we're seeing, the idea, obviously, that Luke Cage is now filming, which is huge. That's really good. They're about three or four episodes into filming for that series, which means we're going to get it late next year, which means that means, what, three shows produced by Netflix for Marvel are going to be out over the course of 12 months. That's fantastic. You know, the actors that are in here are really, really good. It just feels like they're looking for clickbait. Uh, I hate that type of journalism. Absolutely.
1: All in time for Iron Fist, Iron Fist in quarter one, maybe quarter two at the very latest in 2017, just after a Doctor Strange movie, which (laughs) will then see Benedict Cumberbatch as a special guest... In Iron Fist, but also then in the Defenders miniseries.
0: Well, there you go. There you go. That's my hope. John has got (laughs) the biggest clickbait. Should we call this podcast Benedict Cumberbatch to appear in Doctor Strange TV show? I'm sure we'll get loads more people.
1: No, in the Defenders TV show (laughs) on Netflix. Yes. With Iron Fist, you know. Or Benedict Cumberbatch to appear in Iron Fist. And the Defenders
0: miniseries on Netflix. Netflix, Netflix, Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would, definitely get, Clickbait. <laughs> that would definitely get more people listening to our podcast. But if you want to help us get more listeners to the podcast, as we mentioned, our competition is still ongoing. Uh, please leave us a review on iTunes. If you could do it before the 20th of November, then you're in with a chance of winning those wonderful prizes. An image of those are, is in the show notes. Um, if you could do it before that date, that would be great. Otherwise, you can keep leaving reviews for us as you go.
1: Absolutely, it's a great set of prizes. Um, remember to subscribe to us at DefendersTVPodcast.com forward slash iTunes. Remember, search defenders TV Podcast in any other good uh, podcast catcher, such as Stitcher, Player FM, Podcast Addict. Um, and, uh, of course, engage with us whilst we build up to the 20th of November with the release of Jessica Jones. But, of course, beyond that as well, on Facebook, on Twitter... You can find us Facebook search Defenders TV podcast and on
0: Twitter at DefendersCast. That's right. that's right. yeah. Uh, come join us. we'll try and make sure that that any of those outlets we don't have a, don't have that many spoilers so that you can't be spoiled because I know we're all going to be watching the episodes at a different rate. Um, we are, we are saying at the moment we will probably have two episodes out on the first weekend and then probably one episode a week going going throughout all 13 episodes. Uh, following Jessica Jones, the next show that we have coming up, which has been confirmed to release in January of next year, is Agent Carter Season 2, the other bit of Marvel news that we have this week. Um, so we will be returning to Agent Carter definitely in January as our as our next show after Jessica Jones, but really focusing on Jessica Jones at the moment. We're looking forward to it. Yeah, and of course there will be
1: Daredevil Season 2, um, and of course all leading to Doctor Strange and... Quarter four of 2016.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop connecting everything. I know. To I
1: can't wait for Jessica Jones. Come listen to us for Jessica Jones from the 20th of November. Uh, we can't wait for you to join us and, and to engage with us. Um, I can't wait to have Chris back as well. And going, we Chris. can't wait to have Chris back, of yeah. course. And we wish we had Irene here as well. Yeah. Uh, but I think from me, thank you so much for listening and bye. And for me,
0: I'm going to go and have a whiskey to deal with all of that.
1: <laughs> Bye. Bye. I am the star. I am the star.
0: I am the star. So wait.